The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Uh, compassion, the attitude of compassion can be seen as, <clears throat> as something sacred. To go to a sacred place in Buddhism could be accomplished by going to your compassion. You don't have to go to some special place building. For those of you who don't like the language of the sacred, <clears throat> then compassion is connected to something very deep or essential about the human being. <clears throat> some of the deepest values we have and sense of connections to others and to life itself. And it's said that compassion is a condition for happiness. That rather than a condition for distress, it's a condition for actually feeling happier in life, is to be connected to this compassion. In doing the practice of meditation on compassion, as with all the Brahma-viharas, it's often encouraged that you take a comfortable posture for that. Because you don't want to have to be struggling too much while you do this but also a posture that you can be still, unmoving. You're not, not, not going to move a lot, fidget or adjust your posture a lot. Partly because the, we want to maintain <clears throat> the focus, stable, steady focus on the person that we're having compassion for. So you don't want to be distracted by, you know, your own body too much. But also because holding the body still, holding yourself still, can be, for some people, with the right associations, um, kind of getting close to some feeling or place of the sacred. For some of you, perhaps you've been in some sacred site, a church or a temple or something, and there's a, sometimes can be a great feeling of stillness and silence in that space. Or if you go into a, a nursery school when all the kids are napping, the, the stillness and silence of that space is like being in a great cathedral. It's like really sweet, still, peaceful place. So to do this meditation, you know, find yourself a meditation posture that is comfortable, but also is conducive for you to be still. Gently close your eyes. 
And begin by feeling your body, the substance solidity of your body in space, the weight of your body against your cushion or your chair. Feeling the three-dimensional quality of your body. Feeling this three-dimensional body, take a few long, slow, deep breaths, breathing in deeply so the rib cages go out in all directions. And then as you exhale to relax and soften. Letting your breath return to normal. And taking a few moments to see if it's possible to relax your shoulders, your jaws, your stomach. Look around your body to see if there's simple, easy ways to soften any holding that might be in your body. And then tune into your breathing. Familiarize yourself with what it feels like for your body to be breathing. The chest, ribcage, diaphragm, belly. rib cage, even the small of your back, sometimes you can feel little movement or sensation connected to breathing. And if there's really simple, easy ways to 
Let your breathing become more relaxed or open or fluid. Letting more of your torso be part of breathing. Relaxing more as you exhale. Letting the breath be softer, let this belly be softer. Now, using whatever powers of imagination, reflection, thinking that you have, gently bring to mind some person you know who has some suffering, some pain, some difficulty, that's relatively mild. and relatively easy for you to feel simple compassion for. Maybe someone who has a very simple injury that limits their life a little bit, but you know they're getting it well quickly. My son got a scrape playing ball at school yesterday, for example. I felt some compassion for him, but nothing was required of me to do anything. It could be so simple that if you have trouble finding someone, it can be so simple perhaps you can have compassion for me because my check engine light keeps coming on and it's disturbing. You're not required to do anything for me in my car, but maybe you've been in that situation, know what it's like to have car dukkha. Some sympathy for me. So something where some, think of something, some person, relatively easy, 
you know in your life these days. Think of the person, perhaps if you have able to visualize, you can visualize the person, their face. Or if you think more in words, maybe say their name over and over to yourself. And very gently, quietly, kind of remember a circumstance they're in. Maybe imagine they're here with you in front of you. Or and then this movement of compassion, of feeling empathy for their struggle difficulty, and there being perhaps a very simple attitude of of wanting to comfort or soothe or reach out to or a warmth, an inner warmth, concern, caring for that person. In the ecology of your mind and heart, Is there some way that simple compassion can be here for that person without any need to do anything or solve anything? No need to worry about anything. Nothing's required of you. Just feeling care, concern, warmth, love towards this person with a difficulty. person has a difficulty or some suffering, but it's not a difficulty for you that you have to solve. All required of you is to be present. To let your heart be open, be connected to this person. And if it helps you stay focused and connected and mind doesn't drift off, you can very quietly say the name of the person in your own mind. Just to encourage you to stay there with them. It helps you to breathe with whatever you're feeling, whatever attitude or thoughts you have for this person. Let the breath kind of keep you in the present, keep you connected to your care. And then see if you can find within you the wish 
the desire that this person be free of that suffering or difficulty. It would, or just a few, maybe it's just a feeling, it would be good if this person could be, could overcome their difficulty, could have an end to it. It would be good. And then also as a way of staying connected and keeping reminded, you can now say this following phrase. Repeat it in your own mind, quietly, softly. May you be free of your suffering. as a way of expressing your desire to comfort or care for, a way of expressing your desire for someone's well-being. Put it in words. May you be free of your suffering. Another phrase for compassion practice that some people like to use is, I care for for you, or I care about your suffering.
and letting go of that person. <clears throat> See if you can bring to mind some other, someone else, a friend, someone you care about, someone you love, someone you're grateful, grateful to or someone you appreciate who is having some, another person's having some difficulty, some suffering, some area of their life. For this meditation, all that's required of you is to be present for that suffering, to sense it, to be aware of it, remember it. And let the open, relaxed heart feel and sense, take it in. (coughs) And allow for the natural feelings of approaching and soothing caring for, the natural feelings or wish that this suffering not be there. And then towards this person, repeat quietly the phrase, one of the phrases, may you be free of suffering or I care about your suffering. Some people find they can help to add their name as part of the phrase. Now see if you can bring to mind another person whose suffering difficulty is somewhat large, but not so large that you get distressed. See if you can 
remember this person, think about this person in such a way that your heart is open but also relaxed. So this thing, simple compassion can be there for these few minutes. Simple caring for this person, nothing required of you except the caring, being present. Thinking of someone whose difficulty, suffering is somewhat strong. Repeat the phrases and connect to your desire for their welfare. Repeat them, repeat them. May your may you be free of suffering. I care about you. Simple compassion 
involves a willingness to stay present <clears throat> in a relaxed way. Relax presence to the suffering. And now, bring your attention to yourself. Become aware of any difficulties or suffering that you have in your life. That you too can be a person who has challenges, has sufferings, difficulties. thinking about yourself, your own situation, remembering it. Can you have a simple compassion for yourself? Nothing to fix, nothing to do, just be present. The sentiment of maybe soothing or comforting, accepting, that has the expression, it's okay. or I'm here with you. So then considering yourself, see if you can extend the phrases, may I be free of suffering. Or I care about myself. And each time you say the phrase, Let it be like you're dropping a pebble into a pond. And then make space after you say it to let the ripples radiate out through the ponds of your heart. in knowing and experiencing your own challenges, difficulty, suffering, be reminded that it's a universal human experience to suffer. 
You're not alone in that. Perhaps in some way it's not a mistake. But it's something you can turn towards and hold in simple compassion, simple caring. May I be free of suffering. I care about myself. Healing, whatever, being aware of whatever challenges or difficulties you have. Breathing easily and relaxing, softening the body, allowing it to be as it is, it's okay. And letting the goodness of your heart have simple compassion, caring for yourself as a suffering person. May I be free of suffering.
and then letting go of thinking about yourself, your own difficulties. And just stay here now with your breathing in a simple way. Breathing in and out through the heart center. Breathing out through any sense of tenderness or gentleness that might be here. It helps you stay here, present, breathing, connected to yourself. You might say the word here, softly, silently to yourself, here.
And then before we end this meditation, step back in a sense and remember and reflect a little bit what this, what it was like to do compassion meditation for you. Could you connect to it? Was it difficult? Could you feel any sense of compassion or desire for the ending of the suffering? Did you get pulled off into worry or distress, problem solving? If something of it worked where you felt some compassion or had compassionate attitude, thoughts, how was it for you? What form did it take? How did you know that you were feeling compassion or had compassion? And then to end the sitting, take a few long, slow, deep breaths. Fill your body. So I think it's pretty amazing that uh, there is available to people practices that are meant to develop and cultivate compassion. That someone, that people have figured out this out and thought about it and, and that people have been doing this for many centuries. It's not necessarily easy, but I think it's a beautiful thing to do. And um, the way that the compassion practice is most commonly taught in our Theravada tradition is to do it by systematically going through different people, categories of people, and then directing your compassion for that category when you're doing it. 
And, and there's a principle that's behind the sequence of people that you cultivate compassion for. And the sequence, uh, the principle is you start with where it's easiest. And uh, so always start where it's easiest. So if you're doing compassion practice, where is it easiest to have simple compassion? Uh, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's for your dog because your dog can't, you know, you're not going to let your dog out of the house today. And you feel sorry for the dog, but, you know, just, you've, you know, maybe that's simple or maybe it's for a baby or a child you know or maybe it's for a good friend who you feel a lot of love for. Or maybe what's easiest is for a total stranger because it's always complicated with friends. And so, but, you know, someone you don't know anything about, you know, the mail carrier. Maybe, you know, it's a hot day and cold day or something. But where is it easiest for you? So that it doesn't, in the, where it's easy, it doesn't get pulled into all the other extra things or reactions that might come into play. And see if you can begin exploring and developing it where it's easy. Get a sense of it. And once you get a sense of it, then you can do it for uh, easy people for a long time. You can, you can be for, if you do it in a regular practice, it can be for a few weeks even, but, or it can be for 10 minutes in a 30-minute period of meditation. And see if you can get established, get a sense of what it means for you to have simple compassion. And once you get a sense of it, then the instruction is you begin to try to do it where it's not quite so easy. Maybe it's still easy, but not quite as easy. And then you progressively go through categories or through people where it gets more and more difficult to do. And and the idea is it's not that it's just easy to do, like like easy sailing into compassion for the worst people in the world, but that you begin bumping 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 up against the places in your heart or your mind where it starts getting a little difficult. Wait a minute, you know. I love this person, I care about this person, but she, you know, she hasn't returned the money I lent her yet. You know, is it okay then to, you know, is it, is it okay? Should I to open my heart to the person without, you know, you know, is that really okay? But you love the person. So what does it mean? C- can you find simple compassion there? So you stretch, you find, you, you know, you see what has to be done. And then eventually you might have, you might have some awful enemy out there who just, you know, is just has a tremendous animosity to you. And eventually, maybe down the line, after a few months or years of doing compassion practice, when you feel ready, you see, you see can you have simple compassion of this person too? So the principle is to go where it's easiest and then begin stretching yourself and see, can you find, can you discover how to have the simple compassion here as well, here as well? It helps if you remember that you're, this is a meditation practice. You're doing this in the privacy of your own heart. And in the meditation, nothing's required of you. The person doesn't have to know that you're compassionate to, towards them. The person, there's no problem solving that needs to happen. You're safe and comfortable here and now. And you're doing it in this setting here. If it feels like that can't be enough, you, then remind yourself, later you'll take care of the other aspects of it. Later you'll problem solve. Later you'll get distressed. 
But for now, we're trying to find the simple compassion, just the simple heartfulness and presence and caring that the heart can have in its simplicity before all the other ideas come into place. So some people will do it, you know, so, you know, one category for a whole period of meditation and then the next time, maybe the next category. The classic categories is, uh, for compassion, is you start with someone whose suffering is really strong. And someone in the ancient world thought that the easiest place to have compassion is when the, the person's suffering is really clear and obvious and really strong and you can just relax <laughs> and be open and present and just let it flow. So if you're that kind of person, then do it to, you know, to places where it's really difficult, you know, diff- where the suffering is really great. But I think it's better to start where it's easy, really simple, ordinary, kind of ordinary suffering, kind of simple suffering, someplace where it's easy, the babies, <laughs> or, or something. And then begin expanding from there. So you spread in the classic formulation is use difficult person, I mean, there's strong suffering, and then you do it to yourself. And then you do it to a benefactor, someone you're grateful for, too. And then an ordinary friend, a friend, and then a neutral person, and then a difficult person. So you go through these kind of categories. So you have a systematic way. If you like people, some people like systems where you go through steps. So with that as a kind of a overview, uh, it might be nice to hear from some of you who to share a little bit what it was like to do that meditation on compassion that I led you through. And anything you say is allowed. Anything you experienced, you know, it's, it's n- there's no, there's nothing, there's no, not, you're not, I don't think you can do it wrong in my eyes. It just let be interesting to hear what happened. So in the back, or... I noticed a, a difference between feeling the pain of a person and the feeling in my heart of the, for the pain in the person, which was kind of sweet, but a little excruciating, and, just, and feeling um, uh, just a, more of a caring for the person, which was a sweet feeling. But so, the caring, the, the caring was somehow connected to the yes, suffering. Yes, connected to the person, but it was more of a pulling back from feeling the pain, the 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 uh, poignancy of the pain mm-hmm. of that person, and just feel and and pulling back a little bit from that identification or or the closeness to their pain, to um, feeling the sweetness of. The compassion for them. Beautiful. So there, there are two. It seems like there are two kinds of. I think so. One is one. I, 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 in my vocabulary, the first is empathy, which is feeling the suffering or feeling the situation of someone else, and you can feel it and feel it. You know, it's not that comfortable. And the other is compassion, which is wishing the compassion. The karuna is wishing for the end of the suffering. So there's something being generated from us, something coming from us. It's not just just feeling the suffering. So that's the sweetness. The sweetness. But it's sweetness that requires the bitterness. And this is what sometimes is not known. And often with, with, I mean, compassion is beautiful and as sweet and as profound as it is. 
for, for in most situations, it requires us to be present for something that's uncomfortable. So we feel it. We feel some discomfort. I mean, and so how do we hold that discomfort? So behind you. So this was a surprise. Um, uh, so uh, compassion would, I, I would feel compassion for uh, somebody I was thinking about. And just the way when I'm focusing on the breath and thoughts come in and you get distracted, um, as I was feeling something very simple as you described it, that was very helpful, um, I would get caught up in the complications of um, that feeling for the person. Things like, oh, well, if I do this, that's going to happen. And I'd find myself way out there someplace. Um, uh, and then I, uh, you know, I, I could just um, remember what I was doing and come back to that same simple compassion. And it was really interesting to uh, see and feel that um, that it was just very spontaneously, easily arising. Beautiful. That's wonderful. And the, um, so the same thing happens in our ordinary life, right? We're with someone and they're maybe struggling and the mind can still go into all this abstract ideas and then we can come back and really be with a person. So it's a training to be present. Thank you. So I saw maybe a Gail. Can you bring the other one there to the back? the experience of um, in beginning to open my heart to do the simple compassion um, it's like my emotional life uh, like the hungry ghosts in me heard that there was compassion going on and they <laughs> flooded me with anguish and anxiety um, so I, it's like I had to take care of business first of um, just sitting and experiencing the spaciousness and experiencing the tidal wave and being present with my own suffering mm-hmm. and um and as you're giving the instructions, just stay, you know, coming back, stay. And uh, eventually the wave diminished and it became quiet. And then I could begin with the simple. But it was interesting to me that emotionally it's it's going to be a challenge to just keep it simple yes because once you open your heart there you are (laughs) for complicated arisings so so this is great this is perfect I love hearing this so I'll give you a little thought exercise 
So let's say that you went through the same exercise this way of doing a simple compassion practice. Your anguish comes up. You stay with it the way you did. It diminishes. It's simple compassion for a while. It makes, you know, the heart's open. The anguish comes back. And you go through this like, like you're kneading bread. Your heart's being kneaded over and over again. And it happens, and you have to do it a long time. What benefits are you going to get from that? Do <laughs> you have any sense, any intuition about what good will come out of that? I think there's a whole area of me that's greatly in need of compassion and has not received it. It's been meted out in meager portions and it needs a huge amount. So I think it would be the beginning of healing for myself and care for myself that's much needed. Beautiful. And of course, normally you close that off because it's inappropriate or distasteful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it would just be beginning to um, to extend that care for beautiful myself. so I so I, I, I so I I wish that kind of suffering on you <laughs> so so that you could become free of it thank you so yeah here So um, I'm at the very beginning of my practice and I am so focused on my own suffering right now and my own pain that I didn't know what I had inside of me today for compassion for anybody else. I know I'm a compassionate person, but you know, within a meditation practice, it's been so um, all about me. And I was surprised. I chose three people um, that I really love. And I was able to feel just simple compassion. I was able to be with their pain and not feel like I had to solve it or do anything. And for the first time, I did feel like a small opening in my heart. It was brief. <laughs> Beautiful. It's wonderful. But, um, yeah. So, and I, I suspect that, uh, that if you soften a little bit in your heart, if you open a little bit, to other people, it's not all about you. When you do turn back to yourself, it's going to be easier. It was a little easier when yeah. you when you asked me to turn back to myself. Yeah. It was a little bit easier. Yeah. Great, thank you. So it's a it's one way of practicing this uh, is uh, some people like is you alternate between uh, someone else and then yourself, someone else and yourself. You feel some rhythm because a lot of the healing needs to happen here with us. So going back and forth creates a nice uh, you know balance so behind you well I think I, I found it more difficult than with the example of the baby in some ways and I think it was because I picked some stuff that was sort of more I don't know adult or intellectual you know uh, sort of a adult frustration, shall we say. Um, and I noticed that 
my mind was sometimes going to, to well, that isn't really such a big deal, you know. <laughs> I know this person has had much bigger things to deal with, so why focus on such a tiny thing? And also, in order for me to take it seriously, I kind of had to go back and say, well, I felt that too. And then it's very hard to stay clear of the thinking about yourself. If, if the only way that you can um, sort of take it seriously is to connect it back to yourself and say, yeah, I know what that's like. Um, so those were some things I was struggling with. And it, it, I had to, at a certain point, I think, see the person's face in front of me and somehow remember how their face looked um, to sort of connect with it. Great. Yeah, that's very common. It's helpful to see a face. And the other thing is, um, you know, it, is, it can be very helpful to, to find it in ourselves so we can feel some more direct sense of connection and identity with it. You know, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. So now I, you know, I know how it is for you because I've had that too. So that can be a useful exercise to do. And um, a little bit, I kept thinking as you were talking, to say to everyone, that if you're new to doing this, it's kind of like riding a bicycle for the first time. You know, you're going to fall off a few times, can be wobbly. It takes a while to get to... And a big important part of this compassion practice is the initial period of time where it's not going so smoothly because in that, when it's not going well, then that's when you're going to do a lot of learning about yourself. You're going to understand what is going on for you and that self-learning is really important. Um, if, if, if this... I mean, we, we, a lot of people, I don't know if any of you, but, uh, you know, if, if you don't follow the instructions to the T and everything goes smoothly and you sail along, it must be some serious problem that you have. <laughs> and uh, you're doing, you know, it's terrible and you're terrible and whatever. And, um, but really, I, I kind of wish that for all of you that this is not the, too easy. <laughs> because if it was too easy, you wouldn't need it. It seems like part of what I was learning is the importance of being willing to focus on that small thing in the face of all the bigger things in the world. And I suppose it would be the same thing if it was myself, if there was a little something bothering me, you know, giving it the respect uh-huh. at that moment and saying, yeah, at the moment this is what's important, whether it's for me or another person. Great. Thank you. So, uh, yes, here. Green, green light. Okay. Um, for me, also, uh, you were talking earlier about thinking in terms of visual or like seeing their face. And just for me, what helped feel a sense of simple compassion was actually to visualize the person. Sometimes it's almost too much to think of like seeing their face and having almost a confrontation, but to imagine them like, asleep or something when they're in kind of a vulnerable situation there's nothing you can do because I started out visualizing actually my little brother who right now has the flu and um, you know thinking even when I felt simple compassion it was hard not to think was there something I can do for him should I go read to him should I do something but to imagine the person asleep when there's nothing you can do for them and they're just there and then to feel compassion for them it's easier for me to feel that sense of simple compassion and not feeling like there's anything you have to do or that you have to talk to them in any way but you can just be there with them and like 
feel compassion for them. So that helped take out some of the complications in our simple question. Good. Beautiful. Okay. So, oh, so one more, and then we'll start. One more. I think I chose a, a situation that was a little too complex for the simple compassion, and so I switched off of it. But um, it involved. Um, well, the story is my my uh, my son. I told I you know, told him he needed to get his own cell phone, you know, <laughs> not be on my plan, and uh, he's been dragging his feet on that, and. So I've, I've come to the point where I'm going to you know, cut it off, basically. And so there's a little bit of, you know, I'm going to be causing the suffering for him <laughs> if he doesn't do it. And so, you know, so there's a lot of mixed, there was a lot of mix, mixed up stuff there. You know, what if I'm the cause of the suffering? Yeah, what um, if you are? Yes, yeah, so... so um, yeah, so then maybe if you're, really the, if you're really the cause of someone's suffering and you realize it in the meditation, maybe you need to stop and go and apologize or <laughs> stop being the cause. But you have to be, also be careful about the difference between a cause and a condition. And in this situation, you might be the, you're, you're ending the policy as a condition for your son's suffering, but uh, the cause is in him and not in you. That's what I think. And, uh, <laughs> but be careful, how you, be careful how you tell him that. <laughs> right, that, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so one of the things you can do if you're interested in doing ongoing uh, compassion practice or any of these Brahma Vihara practices <clears throat> is sometimes it's helpful to outside of meditation to think uh, uh, to plan ahead who the people are you're going to include so that you can you know you're driving around and you're not thinking you know it's better than some of the other things you're thinking about <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, think about you know who might be some really good people to do some you know so maybe you would decide oh, I better not do my son that's too complicated so let me do someone easy you know or find someone really easy or you know I can't don't ha- I don't have anybody easy but I think still Gil still has that you know check engine light problem so you know so that, that, <laughs> so you know it's 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 kind of pretty pretty kind of pretty simple kind of you know really kind of silly little thing and and let me just you know do it for poor Gil. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but but the point I'm trying to make is plan. A, you can plan ahead, and that can make it easier when you sit down to do the practice, uh, because then, then you're not surprised by you st- thinking who should it be, and you're a little agitated. But then you're also not surprised by uh, choosing someone who's more complicated than maybe ideal. Okay. So uh, I hope this was a nice way to begin all this. Uh, I thought it would be good to take our lunch time now.